Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ten Bestest. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman, and I'm Brian Hart. And we are diving into our next episode, but I want to pause for a moment first and read a fantastic review that we received. Karen and Brian are great hosts, and I love hearing the things that catch their interest. They always share stories that are thought-provoking, inspiring, and uplifting. So many of the things they share are things that I eventually look into and become interested in. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and great content in such a fun way. So thank you to Maddie for that great review, although... Maddie's name on iTunes is I Love This Zoo Game, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the best she, I know. For, she, uh, she blames it on her sister. She oh, said they hilarious. share an account, and oh, at some point, funny. her sister changed the name. <laughs> well, yes, Maddie, thank you so much. That is such a great review and exactly what we made the show for, for to That's, share things with yeah. people and have them get interested in it. That's mm-hmm. so great. It just warms my heart. That what our vision was is what's happening for her, her yes. experience. Yes, the intent. Because you never know. <laughs> I love it. Our intent came across beautifully. Yay. Yes, yes. So thank you to Maddie for that wonderful review. And speaking of thanks, that's actually the name of our show notes. So if you want to go back through and look at all the notes and links for what we're going to be talking about today, you can go to 10bestest.com slash thanks. Which, of course, is also timely because this is Thanksgiving week in the United States. Yes. We are releasing it. And so this is a different kind of format for our show. It is indeed. It's not our usual format. Uh, Do you want to tell us us about it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where Brian and I have each gone back over the last couple years and each of us selects our favorite cool sheets that the other person did. So these are going to be repeats, but they're going to be repeated in a different kind of way from each from of the our other person's viewpoint, other perspective. Yeah. yeah. And in that way, we are thanking each other for the awesome cool sheets that the other person has brought in. Yeah, we did this, I think maybe our first year or maybe mm-hmm. so in and, and then we kind of stopped doing it for whatever reason, no reason in particular. And I'm glad we brought it back because it's one of my favorite episodes, even though it is repeats, because yeah, there are some things that you've talked about. There were, this was hard because it's been so long since we've done it. So there were so many, I could have easily have done 10. Oh, for sure. So then I had to narrow that back down to five, like the five that made the biggest impact in the last few years. That was difficult. So yeah. No, my list is really long, and so I had to draw from there. And so the way I selected it was various things. One is like things that I've just completely embraced, mm. but then I also wanted them to come from different categories mm. as well okay, and good. things like that. Very so cool. Okay, so here I go with number one. All right, Brian, you talked about this in episode 69. You talked about this article that is really awesome. It is called Why You Should Change Your Mind. And I loved this article because 
I think it is extremely important that we all stay flexible with our points of view and when we make a decision that we don't feel locked in. And especially if you do start to waver, if you do start to change the way that you're thinking. And Brian, I know you brought this up when you first talked about it, that people don't want to admit that they have changed their mind or maybe even allow themselves to change their mind because they're afraid of what other people will think, that they are afraid that they will look like they're wishy-washy or that they're not a good leader or something like that. And one of the things that the author brings up is that you change your mind not on a whim. Like that's not always the way you do. I mean, of course you can, but he's saying that you can go through and realize, oh, I do see this in a different way. I have gotten new information. I've realized something. And if you bring in those reasons why you're changing your mind when you're telling someone about it, you aren't going to come across like you're flaky or that you do just switch your mind and drop of a dime kind of thing. And if you are telling them why, and also when you're thinking about it yourself, and you realize why, then it's going to make complete sense. And that it is not a bad thing, that we are malleable beings, and that we don't have to be stuck in ruts and not think about things always the same time, the same way. Again, this is a great article why you should change your mind. Oh, wow. I'm so glad that you picked this one because it is very near and dear to me. It is, yeah. It's such a sign of weakness for some. I I wonder if this is just a U.S. thing, too. Because I I know know. it certainly seems like it, Mm -hmm. you know, just because that's the only perspective I have of being living in the United States. Politics is like probably the strongest where it's like, oh, he's a flipper. He's a flip flop and he won't, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like this is called evolving your thoughts. Like that should be so celebrated when you change your mind. Yeah. Well, and that people assume that you are going to always think the same thing. It just, it's so odd. Like, well, yeah, okay. So I worry what about that point, way more. Yeah. And, and at what point are you supposed to have every single idea that you have established in your mind and then the rest of your life, you're going to think that way? Like what, yeah. I don't know. It's um, kind of astounding that people do expect people to not ever change their mind. Yeah. So. It's, it is wild. I mean, even in, Scientifically speaking, all your cells are basically different. What every seven years, nine mm-hmm. years? So you're not—you're literally not the same person you were nine years ago, right? So why right. is every thought pattern supposed to be the exact same? You know, like yeah. you just—you learn things, you have life experience, you have things change. Yeah, yeah, it should be celebrated. That's so cool. I'm really, really glad you. Yeah, like that. well, great. I love it. So thank you for originally bringing it to my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. My first one is from episode 105, and this is an emerging technology that you talked to me about or us about, and that's hydrogen peroxide as a sustainable and renewable energy source. And this is work done by the PSU scientist, science professor, Teresa McCormick. And I remember when you talked about this, and I don't know if I'll even have time to get into the weeds. You can just listen to episode 105, hopefully on our website in our archives released. I just remember 
being so blown away. And all I could think about is we have to get her for a TED, TEDx speaker, TEDx Salem. We have to do this. We have to do this. I think within the week, you helped me contact her. And it happened. She became a speaker at our last event in 2020. Uh, before the pandemic happened, we were able to thank goodness squeeze our TEDx event out. And she was so good. It was better than I thought. It's still such a mind-blowing experience. So having hydrogen peroxide as a fuel source is kind of way outside the box, pretty much. I mean, you think about all these fuels that we're using right now, they release all this carbon dioxide. I think Pretty much everybody knows that that's not a good thing. And these are not renewable resources, a lot of them, you know, solar and wind and those are, but all these other fuels that we're using gas and things like that. So uh, hydrogen is great, but it's a gas. It's hard to contain because it, gases easily leak out. They can even go through metal atoms and, and leak out that way. Like I was blown, my mind was blown that how even just containing it, that's not enough. And also it could be dangerous. You know, you, you think about the uh, Hindenburg blimp disaster. It's very explosive, but all fuel is pretty explosive. Gas is also highly flammable, but as hydrogen peroxide with the water mixed in, it makes it also easier to store in fuel cells and not as dangerous. So cool. There's still, it's, it's, there's so much more to talk about, but I'm out of time. Definitely check out this emerging technology that you shared originally, hydrogen peroxide as a sustainable and renewable energy source. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love that so much. And I'm so glad you picked it. And I love that it was, I talked about it whenever, and then Teresa then talked at yeah. TEDx. And so now we can have a link to that old episode, but we can have a link to, to the TEDx talk. talk. Yes, because when you talked about it, obviously she didn't yeah. speak yet because right. that's what was the precipice of that talk. And the idea to have her come talk. Yeah. So now you can listen to that. So exciting. It's so good. Yeah. And like I said, there's so much more and she'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. and, and she does a really good job because this is, I actually did, I had the benefit of helping her be one of her coaches. You know, she has a specific coach, but there's the team. So I, and I then edit the talk. I listen to it a lot. Cause it's, but she does a good job. Like you also, this reminds me of you. She does a good job of breaking this complex concept in layman's terms. That was very important for the TED talk, but it's right. still pretty. I had to watch it a couple of times, even to take my mm -hmm. notes again. It's a, it's, it's a lot of science, but it's, it will make sense when she tells you about it. And it's so promising. Yeah. There's still oh, some hurdles. So there's some things that, you know, they're still working out, but it's so promising. And, and just like I said, I've been a big fan of all the, we got to get all these different alternative sources for energy because yeah. it's not going to be one silver bullet that saves the planet. Absolutely We not. need to figure out mm -hmm. all the ones. Maybe there will be one that rises to the top. It's like, oh, this is the one that's the easiest, cheapest, you know, and things like that. But Right, right. But that, yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? I mean, I had her become a, yeah. a, a TED speaker, <laughs> a TEDx Salem speaker. So, yeah, yes. I had to talk. Thank you for that that's one. That's so great. <laughs> that's so great. I love it. All right. My next one, Brian, you talked about this in episode 72. And I was actually kind of surprised that this came up as one of my top five. But the thing is, is I realized that I had listened to it a couple times and I recommended it to a lot of people. And I just realized like, yep, this, this made it up there. It is a podcast and it is called Habitat. 
Habitat is all about these six people. They're volunteers and they're secluded on this imitation Mars habitat. It's actually on a remote mountain that's in Hawaii. And so it's essentially seeing, okay, how can we, how can NASA understand what it would be like on Mars and to be able to essentially have a dress rehearsal with these people. I was just super interested in it, generally speaking, because, you know, we have astronauts and going to Mars and there's the sciencey part of it and all of that. And I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting just from a scientific perspective, which it was. But then, you know, you get into the psychology of it. And the sociology of it, all the interpersonal relations of the people and with each other and then with themselves and the people outside of the habitat, because you imagine if you're in it and then you have the people who aren't living there and all of that played in. The host of it, Lynn Levy, did a really great job with it. And so all in all, it's just a great production of something and I think another thing I really liked about it is it's something that I guess I wouldn't have expected that I would remember so well. Like I remember specific episodes. I remember conversations they had in it. And the fact that it just got locked into my memory, I was like, wow, that's a great podcast. Habitat. Oh, this is so cool. This is why I like this episode so much is because when I talked about it, I we usually were interested in all the cool sheets that each other talk about, but mm-hmm. but I never thought it landed that much for you, you know. Yeah, so that's that funny. Cool. Yeah, so that's really cool because I almost forgot about it until you said it again. And I was like, oh yeah, that was really great. I yeah. really liked that, but I didn't know you liked it so much, and that just makes me happy. Yeah, like, that's just really cool that, that I was able to share that. With yeah, you. for sure. Yeah, and you know, another big sign with it is I actually have a hard time listening to a lot of episodes of podcasts. I'm just Mm. so, I'm such a squirrel, like squirrel, squirrel, shiny object, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I totally got into it and I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, because this is a serial mm -hmm. podcast where it's, you know, you have to, you need to listen to them in order really to make sense. It's telling the story And there's a beginning and an end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't just hop in, which some podcasts are great because you can just hop in anytime. They're kind of one-offs each time. But yeah, this one, it's so, that's even cooler. Good endorsement. Yeah, exactly. Dug it, and you don't usually get to do those. So that's mm-hmm. great. Very, very cool. All right. My next thank you cool sheet is, <laughs> and this is funny because I actually didn't write what episode until you did it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we do that. And I scrambled really quickly. My next cool sheet is also episode 105. So <laughs> my last one and this one. By coincidence, is the exact same episode. So you really hit all all the spots I like the most. This is the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Rios. This is a very short book, 160 pages. This is also the only cool sheet where I did know about it, because usually I, I like to pick things that maybe I didn't know about. But 
There's a couple different reasons it reminded me how great this book is. I used to read it once a year. It was one of those books. I only do that with a few books, but that was one of them, and I kind of lost touch with it. And I'm really glad that you brought it back in my orbit because it is such a good book. You can really read through this book, especially once you've read it, then you can really zip through it. Although I do suggest taking your time. So this is a book published in 1997. It spent eight years on the New York Times bestseller list. Eight years. That's amazing. It's sold over 6 million copies. It talks about these these four agreements with yourself. You're kind of making these agreements with yourself. And he kind of talks about, this is a long tradition from the Toltecs, an ancient indigenous people of Mexico. And we kind of lose touch with maybe our natural order of the world and our morals. We kind of get jaded. We get, our perspective gets skewed. And this kind of talks about, you know what, let's go back to basics. And the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Second, don't take anything personally. Third, don't make assumptions. And fourth, always do your best. And I'm running out of time, so I had to blurt those out because they're important. But you should just read the book, and I am going to read it again once a year, at least the four agreements. Oh, yes. And I, I have to say again, any listener who has not read it, please read it. You yeah. will not be disappointed. Yeah. It's so great you mention it now because just last week, I think it was, I was in a big Zoom meeting with lots of different people and someone brought it up. Like mm. it comes up it does, all yeah. over the place. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's so not intimidating because it's small and that's mm-hmm. why it's so good. But it's all, don't take that size for granted. It is better than most books five times as thick. Yes. It's just packed. Every word has meaning. The, even those agreements, when I read them out loud, don't seem profound necessarily. I was just going to say that. But yeah. they are. Oh, my and when gosh. You, when you really think about it, and that's also the beauty of this book. It's seemingly simple. These four agreements don't sound like they would contradict your lifestyle. They seem very like, of course, yeah. don't take anything personally. But how hard is that? It's really hard. And, right. But to not do it is so important. And it helps you how to not do it, why not to do it. It's be impeccable with your word. Don't make us assumptions. And always do your best. So simple, right? But yeah. so foundational to a better life. It's true. Yeah, and there, there's something about the way he writes that mm-hmm. helps each one of those ideas sink deeper into you because like you yeah. said someone could hear you know you just busted them all out and they could go yeah 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 i know all that yeah it's like nothing no, new here no we're talking <laughs> about depth in your soul in yeah. your being yeah. you know it just uh, so helpful and that's why i like yeah. doing it over and over it's a good reminder yes and i'm glad you brought it up because i think it's time for me to read it again so <laughs> yeah right great. now we've uh-huh. been working this the election has happened <laughs> Who, right. By the time this airs, mm-hmm. who knows, though, we might not know who the president is by the time that this airs. So, But there's been tension between that and racial tension and the pandemic. And there's so many things. It's yeah. such a good book to read right now to really get is. yourself back centered and feeling good. Yeah. Hopeful. All right. Well, thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Love it. All right. Well, my next cool sheet I'll start talking about after I remind everyone that if they want the show notes or the links, they can go to 10bestest.com slash thanks for this episode. And my next cool sheet from you was from episode 87. 
And you talked about a social hack, and it was learning to tell a joke. This is something I have struggled with, and I continue to my entire life. And I just think when I first came at it, you, you talked about it and I was like, oh yeah, that's great. And I really need to learn how to tell jokes better. And, and I did, and I tried to learn some jokes and cause that's also part of my problem is I don't remember them very well. But in any case, this article is more than just telling a joke. And I think that's, in fact, I know that's why this particular cool sheet came up to the top is once you delve into this whole aspect of everything they talk about, like, you know, and they talk about timing and they talk about things like that. But when you look at all of that together, the timing and the inflection of your voice and all these things, they're really talking about public speaking. They're talking about communication. They're talking about conveying ideas. So it's not just applicable to telling a joke. So in that sense, I was like, this is a really good article. But they also, it just even had a deeper meaning than that of just taking this whole idea that's lightheartedness and bringing it into your life. And it was, it's way deeper than I originally thought. So I really enjoyed reading the article. I enjoyed taking it to heart and using it in various parts of my life beyond the joke. So thank you for that. This awesome article on learning to tell a joke. Ah, cool. That's a that's another article that I need to revisit again myself. And it's really short. It's short too. And it's, yeah, it's so good, and mm-hmm. it's it is important. And it's funny. I was I was just thinking about it indirectly. I was thinking, oh, because you know, it always happens when, especially in my business, uh, when we're micing people up, we ha- we need them to do a sound check. Inevitably, not at all the time, because we have a standard thing that we say is, "Tell me what you have for breakfast," which is actually not the best thing to ask somebody because too many people say, "I don't I don't have breakfast." Or, uh, or yeah. oatmeal. And the whole idea of the sound check is that we want people to talk for a longer period of time than a one word answer. <laughs> and, and not everybody does eat yes. breakfast. So we have since rephrased that a lot of the time like, hey, why don't you tell me about your ideal breakfast? If you could have any breakfast in the world, what would it be uh, in yeah, great yeah. detail? <laughs> like, we have to get very specific because people still, they're nervous and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, a lot of the times, too, someone's like, hey, you know, any good jokes, you know, or they'll say something like that. Yeah. And I always want to have like a couple in my back pocket that are solid. But I am also like that when it comes to reciting, that's not my strong point of humor. My mm-hmm. my strong point is like finding things, situational humor, finding things in, in yeah, the world. In the moment. And, and yeah, and how it works to the world and the way we think and things like that. If I'm funny at all, that's where it comes from because I'm so bad because I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then he, he walked in the bar and it was this guy. Oh, no, wait. No, his name is actually Bob. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Jim. And it's, it's all like over. you're done. Like the joke is done at that point. You might as well stop. So, that the yeah. But I, I want to have a couple of those in yes. my pocket to do and uh, and not just be a dad joke or whatever joke corny mm-hmm. you know super corny although those have their their time and place for sure but yeah no it's good i'm glad you brought that up i yeah. want to look at it again yep i did get a couple couple three hipster jokes in my back pocket and then 
I realized I was reading this. I was like, oh my gosh, I've forgotten my hipster joke. So you uh, have to no. like keep practicing. You do. You do. You kind of have <sighs> to. And then that gets tricky because if you hang out with the same kind of circle of friends and then maybe five of them have already heard the joke oh, three or four right. times yeah. and then you tell the other person, everybody else kind of rolls their eyes. Oh, here he is. <laughs> you know, so the, that's tricky too. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Oh, who knew it was so hard to be funny. Yep. And then, yeah, then you become like the uncle that everyone's like, oh, man. Yeah, here he goes. Uncle Fred is telling that joke again And and God forbid if it's a bad taste or something then. Because that also, you can change your mind. A lot of jokes that you thought were funny are not funny anymore. That has happened to me a lot. Uh, So, yeah. The times change and and things are more offensive than than you used to think they were, <laughs> and you have you can't keep telling those jokes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, my next cool sheet is from episode one fourteen. This is very similar to my first one. This is a scientist that you talked about, Kaylee Swift, and her research on crows, or on corvids, not COVID corvids. <laughs> I still, in my head, was getting that mixed up, even though I totally knew better, because she also became a TEDx Salem speaker. I actually, I did know about her before you talked about her, because that research was so fascinating to me that she was doing a Willamette. Uh, she had, like, president's head, big paper mache president's heads, and she would be mean to crows, and they would remember. It was super fascinating to me. But then when you told me about her again, it sunk in again. She, so I was like, oh, and you know her. So yeah, can you talk to her? And you did. And she became a speaker. And I'm so excited to announce by the time that this airs that she will be an official TED speaker. Her talk will be on October 30th. So this is before we're recording, but after it's going to air, it'll be on TED.com's front page. She graduated to a full TED speaker. So TED also thought this was good enough to put on the main page. That's less than 1% that that happens for a TEDx talk to become a TED talk. It's super exciting. I definitely talk about, you know, she talks about what crows can teach us about death in that particular TED talk. But her is a scientist. She knows so much. She's one of the leading experts on corvids and crows. And I highly remember, you know, anytime you hear Radiolab or any sciencey podcast, a lot of the times they talk to her. She also has a book uh, where she did a short story, which was very cool that I read. Uh, she's such a fascinating person, definitely worth checking out and definitely check out that TED Talk because it came from us and you and me and, well, mostly her though. <laughs> so, so cool. Check out Kaylee Swift. Oh my gosh. My jaw was just dropping. I didn't know she got a TED talk. Yeah, That's so, so I didn't exciting. I wasn't sure if I because I'm not supposed to leak that info until uh-huh. it actually happens and like I said, we're recording it before yeah, it's well, released. But it I know be. it's gonna be released in what day, specifically on October thirtieth, right before Halloween, which is gonna be Yes, that's perfect. Perfect. So now I can finally tell everybody, Yay. including you. Yeah, an official oh, TED that's talk. so great. So she so cool. really, she is everywhere, and I can't believe how many times I've heard her. Just me listening to some various podcasts, yeah. not looking for her, and, and big then, ones too, like the yes. big dogs. Like, oh yeah, 
She's an expert. In, she in, is an expert. She's done fascinating research. She's excellent scientist. She's a really good speaker. Yep. And yep. she and everything is accessible and interesting. Absolutely. So yeah, and it's all yeah. And I'll say besides all those accolades, which is so important, she's just cool. She's super down to earth. Oh yes, she's oh, super nice because person. that can also ruin some of the mm. the stories or whatever because you're like, oh, but she was kind of snotty. Or too uh, professory, or you know, too sciency, like not approachable in that way. Now she's so wonderful, yes. super nice. She is. She's great. fun. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's just great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So cool. So thank you again for for helping me with oh, that. My assist. pleasure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was actually a student at Willamette with me. She and she also worked in our department as well for a while. So anyway, she's she's yeah. really great. <sighs> awesome. Okay. Well, let's see. My next cool sheet that comes from you, Brian. This one is like I know um we had the uh, the unsung hero of chemistry. And <laughs> this is it's basic, but I love this recipe and I have used it countless number of times so I was like this is um, way up there for me and this is your overnight oats recipe and so this is from norakooks.com which in itself is great a really great website and so she called it vegan overnight oats and of course you could make it non-vegan as well so this is just that's how she made it and was selling it in that way but this is so epic because you basically you can't go wrong with it and it is easy and it is good for you and it's variable so depending on who you are and what you want in it you can make it however you want and I also love how you can make a whole bunch of like you can do batch cooking essentially setting it up so just to re-encapsulate, it's essentially you're just getting your mason jar and you're putting in your oats and then you're adding in all of the good stuff that you want. You could even have all of the mixtures of things if you want flaxseed and raisins or whatever. You could have that pre-mixed, if, again, for batch cooking kind of purposes and putting it all in there and then adding your milk and you can use whatever kind of milk you want. I use pea milk because that's the best milk as per some other cool sheet that I talked about a long time ago. And yeah, you just do it and um, stick it in the fridge. And then you can either have it cold or you can warm it up or whatever you want. You can make it thinner. Like I like it thinner. My kids like it thicker. So you can adjust it that way. And it's just epic. It has become part of my life. So thank you for that. Overnight oats. Oh, this is so cool. So I still have overnight oats at least a few times a week all the time because it is. It's so easy and it's so delicious and healthy and it's very filling too. Yes. So that's a nice breakfast that you can have and you don't have to have a ton of it, but you feel super full. You'll snack less during mm -hmm. the day until lunchtime. Uh, yeah, and it's it's so delicious. So I use coconut milk just because oh, yeah. it's what I, I have at my house the most of, unsweetened for sure, mm -hmm. though, because that could get really sugary. And I love the taste. And I also like it a little bit, a little more liquid. So I'll add some coconut milk on the top of it and mix it yeah, up with yeah, my yeah. 
chia seeds and and I uh, swear I feel like it's so healthy but I feel like I'm eating dessert because I love it sure. so much I've had it for dessert yes it's a great dessert uh-huh. too no you're very right and uh. that's yeah and I'm not putting any kind of artificial sweeteners of any sort in my batches I'm putting like white mulberries mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe some other berry but I some a little bit of vanilla but I'm never adding sugar to mine and I never miss it Ever. No, I don't either. It's delicious to me. Ooh, and I like it with cranberry too. Yeah. Oh, a little, so good. A little tart. So oh, thank yes. you for that, oh, Brian. You're oh my gosh. It's just. That's great. great. And I'm going to make a batch as soon as I get home because I'm actually out. But I mean, I do make it regularly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. Cool. All right. Well, my next thank you cool sheet is uh, one that you just did. This seems really weird. Like it was so soon but it was episode 158 but it totally blew me away and my reaction was so it was 100% genuine because we don't share our cool sheets and it was a science it was intermolecular forces and I just remember you talking about it and I like truly I thought I was like tripping out like I thought I'm like my stoned right now like this you know because when you are stoned and everything is like whoa man like that's how I felt but it wasn't I wasn't stoned <laughs> at least I don't think so <laughs> the way you talk to me about it because you know I love science and it definitely hit me right in the heart there and this is kind of a cool sheet it's you. You are so good at explaining things. So you had this analogy of making bread and how when the bread, it kind of fuses together when you bake it because it goes together, but you can easily pull it apart. And that's intermolecular forces that are keeping it together, but easily pull it apart. But it's chemical bonds that keep the atoms together of like when you slice bread, and that's why it's harder to slice bread. It's not possible, but harder to slice bread in half versus just tear it apart where it was naturally shaped like that. So you created this concept, this scientific concept, and it was so easy for my little pea brain to digest and visualize and figure out what it was. And then you talked about water molecules and ice and how this is how fish can live under the water when there's ice above. And basically life would probably wouldn't exist if that didn't happen. So talk about an unsung hero. Intermolecular forces are freaking rad and probably the reason why we're living on Earth. So... It's amazing. You're amazing for explaining it to me. And thank you for intermolecular forces. <laughs> That's so awesome. And I also love you just thanked me for intermolecular forces. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, thank you're you welcome. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And thank you so much for telling me that I am good at explaining science because that's what I do and <laughs> yeah, I love doing the, it yeah. and I and that you remembered that stuff you remembered about the fish you remembered about ice floating and all that I mean that is a testament and so that's just a joy and a gift and yay thank well, you and I'll never forget the bread part like I've sent yeah, anytime yeah. I've even ate bread at a had a sandwich or a wrap or whatever, <laughs> anything. I'm like, intermolecular forces. And I tell people, and they probably look at me like I'm some kind of loon. Like, maybe I am stoned on time. <laughs> you know, here's someone trying to eat a sandwich, and I'm talking about intermolecular forces and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're just like, wow, Brian's, he's officially lost it. But no, it's just, it's really cool. Science is everywhere. Oh, yes. You explain it so well. Yes. It's oh, that's just great. very cool. And I don't know if I mentioned it when I talked about because there was so much to talk yeah. about, yeah. but that it is what keeps DNA stacked in the way that it does and makes the double helix uh, the way it is. I think Intermolecular maybe forces. you did mm-hmm. uh, mention that, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty pretty darn important stuff. Oh my gosh, it's, it is everywhere. And, yeah, cool. Well, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, my last thank you cool sheet comes from episode 112, and this is Lo-Fi Hip Hop. Oh my gosh. I mean, I saved this one for last because I think I have absorbed this one into my life the most out of all of them. As soon as you talked about it, I was like, well, I like the idea of lo-fi. Like, I love anything that's like vintage, lo-fi kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, hip-hop. I don't know a lot of hip-hop in and so then checked it out. Well, and you showed it to me right afterwards. And you showed me the video of that kid dancing, which is the most epic video ever. And I still see that video to this day. Like, I think I just saw it last week. So it is like, it appears out of nowhere. But anyway, regardless of that video, this music, it hits me in so many different ways because I started using it for running. At that point, I was running. I'm not running anymore. But I was using it for exercising. I was using it to just like chill out and listen to. I was using it for studying or working. I. It's almost like it somehow hits my brain in every, like from every angle or something. I don't know. I just love it. And so then I also, um, you talked about Chilled Cow, the YouTube channel that has this lo-fi hip-hop kind of stuff going. I love that channel. I go to that one very often. And anyway, it's really great. I love it. So thank you for bringing into my life lo-fi hip-hop. Oh, cool. I'm so glad that that stuck with you. I just got into a another bout where I was really just like jamming to it all the time, like just really going uh-huh. for it. And in fact, a friend, a mutual friend of ours started a Facebook group, but it was kind of like a, what do you call it, a mixtape exchange, something oh, yes, or other. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of, I think that was the first thing I talked about because it's a, it's a genre that a lot of people know about, but maybe not, definitely not everybody. It's not super right. known. But no. it has, it does have like the people that know about it, like really dig yeah. it, like us. And so I knew it'd be a hit for the people that already knew about it and people that haven't heard of it would also get interested. And he actually showed me a bunch of different channels that I've never seen before. Oh, cool. Uh, they have ones like that, that are these 24 hour mm-hmm. loops that are animated loops. And, and I forgot now which one he talked about. It was like a turtle or something. And I was like, oh, I always think the girl with the googly eyes and yeah. stuff. And he was like, <laughs> right. oh, and he listed all the different channels. So oh I, my gosh. I checked okay. them all out and I was like, oh, that's cool. So it's, yeah, it's this instant kinship that you get yeah. when you connect with someone in that way. And and it was really cool. Yeah. 
And yeah, that kid, the kid that danced, I wish oh I gosh. knew his name or his story because it seems so wild. It's like this young kid in this adult dance club, but he's jamming with the shades and his jeans jacket. Or so cool. Oh. Just the greatest. I still send that gif around to people all the time when I want to be cool. It is excellent. <laughs> oh, you can't go wrong with that gif, really, for anything. Yeah, for anything. <laughs> like, if you need to, like, let it go, just send it. If it's something's cool, send yes. it. If something's not cool, but you want to distract, send it. Like, yeah, so many uses. It's the greatest. That's so cool. Uh, all right, well. Fantastic. My last thank you cool sheet is from episode 142. So relatively recent too. And this was a destination that you told us about. It's Meow Wolf in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And this is strange for me because at first I was like, well, you told me about it. I fell in love because it's, it's everything that I would like. But I, it's not like I've been there. So usually I would think, oh, I want to test it out, either listen to the podcast or or do to be able to have it on this. Thank you. But I can't, no matter what, I still, it's worthy because it is so cool. It is, even though I haven't been to it, I've seen it online and it has inspired my creative juices like no other. It is such a unique place. So it's an arts and entertainment group based in Santa Fe, Mexico, established in 2008 as an art collective. And that sounds kind of whatever, you know, like a lot of things sound kind of average, but it's not. When you dive in, it they, they support art across a variety of media, including architecture, sculpture, painting, photography, video production, cross-reality, so augmented reality, virtual reality, music, audio, engineering, narrative writing, costuming, performance. I mean, it's everything. It's so, and it's extreme in every direction, all of those multiple directions. It's like the extreme, almost like a, <laughs> a theme coming here, but kind of like an acid trip of art and a magical, just, it's so cool. They are having a couple more. I think Denver and Vegas are coming in the future. I think pandemic slowed it down a little bit, but it says now 2021. So, early next year on some of those. I wish it would come here. It's probably no way Salem, maybe Portland someday, but but it makes me inspired. It makes me want to do more creative work. Maybe make a mini version in Salem would be like a big, big, big dream of mine to do something like it. Meow Wolf. Plus just a cool name. Oh, <laughs> I know. Wolf. I know. So great. Ah, uh, yes. I so cannot wait to go there. It turns out my son's partner is going to college in Santa Fe ah, and cool. has been there and Whoa. so I was like oh tell me is it is it as amazing as I imagine yeah. and of course yes and so I have been really hoping because we've been wanting to go down there and visit and it's the pandemic so we haven't been able to yet but I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. And yeah, I'm super stoked that they're building these other ones yeah. because it just seems like something that everybody should get to yeah. experience. And they're not like franchising, like it's not going crazy. Right. Like it would be probably, it seems like it could get in trouble if they try to get, oh, we're going to have one in every state and franchise it out and do stuff like that because it's it's so unique because it's they take so much time to every little detail of every spot in that place you can tell that 
thought is put into it, that it has a purpose, and and it you might not know what it is when you first see it because some of it just says it's these bright yeah. colors and images and like I said, all these mixed forms of art, which is just mind blowingly awesome. It's interactive too, yes. which I oh, love. So it's, excited! Uh, so 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 cool. Uh, yeah, and they just seem like this cooperative. I don't know what you'd call them. Collective but is what they collective. Kind of said, yeah. yeah. That they are so intentional about what they do. I just feel so confident that when they do build these new ones, yeah. that they are sending the original team to go yeah. to oversee to make sure, you know, it just has that impression. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yay. I'm so glad you talked about it. Oh. Yeah. Woo. All right. Well, fantastic episode. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And Thank you to our listeners. If you do want to check out any of the links that we have for any of these thank you cool sheets, you can go to 10bestest.com slash thanks. That's 10bestest with a one zero. We will see you next time. And in the meantime, stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com, for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10bestus will be back with an all-new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.